Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I'm hoping that you had an amazing week. Always retiring, right? No matter what has been on your schedule, what's been on your plate, always retiring. So celebrate today being Friday. And although we do not live for just Friday moments, we live for all moments. Fridays are still just as exciting as any other Friday. We are in the holiday season. And I don't know what that means for you, but I am a mom and a husband and a wife, not husband, but a wife. And that means that my children energy is on a thousand. Their nervousness and countdown to Christmas is real. We have Elf on the Shelf. So all the parents who have Elf on the Shelf, you already understand. I'm not going to say too much because I know that I believe my daughter is following me on the podcast, which is fine. But all I will say is that these next couple of weeks, these are going to go super fast. We have, what, two weeks to Christmas? If this is your first time listening to Conversations with Toy, welcome. I welcome you here in this space. We talk about it all from anxiety, self-care. We talk about life. We talk about relationships. We talk about stress. We talk about the weirdest things, and we talk about the greatest things. And we talk about some hard conversations, too, when we talk about things like grief or dealing with divorce or whatever life is going to bring your way. Not all conversations are cherries and and bubbles and happiness. There are conversations that have to be hard and things that will make us pause and things that will make us think. But that is the whole purpose and whole way of how life works. So this is your first time. Feel comfortable. Get comfortable. Um, I'm grateful that you're here. Three things you can do to help a podcaster. And specifically, you can do three things to help me that would not cost you a dollar. The first thing, if you have not hit that subscribe button, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, become a part of our family and community. Number two, if you have not reviewed us, go on ahead and give us a good review. Let us know what we're doing, how you like, enjoy being in this space. And number three, share this to at least one person that you know. So three things, subscribe, review, and share. All of them are free 99. You don't have to pay anything to do it. It's free. You can do it in your own time. And it's just a great way to support a podcaster. Now that we've gotten all that out, and I'm so grateful for us to be here, there's a lot going on. The first thing I want to do is say my biggest condolences to Nick Cannon and Alyssa. They lost their son, Zen, um, who had a, I believe, a brain tumor. Um, And he was five months old and he passed away this week. As a parent, that's got to be, if not the most hurtful thing a parent could ever go through, it has to top at the first three. It has to top at the first three things you would never want to have happen as a parent. So my heart goes out to both Alyssa and Nick Cannon. I've been seeing everybody saying something about Nick Cannon, but let's not forget Zen, his mother, Alyssa, could use our love and support as well because losing a child, I would never want to even walk a mile in their shoes right now. Um, So I hope that their whole family is supported 
and that they're all coming together to be there for one another during this difficult, difficult time. The other thing that's been going on is everyone has been up in a roar about Tristan Thompson, allegedly, because I've seen no DNA test. So who am I to be talking about what's actually happened? But allegedly, Tristan Thompson has a child on the way and he is trying to get a gag order in place so that basically nothing could be dis discussed. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't need him and nobody in his team coming for me. So I would just simply say, allegedly, he has a child on the way or child here. Whatever is going down, everyone is fully aware that he has had a relationship on and off with Chloe uh, Kardashian, which is obviously one of the Kardashians' uh, daughters and or sisters, I should say, and the ups and downs of like what people think that their relationship should be or the fact that everybody's rooting for Chloe to finally get rid of him because, of course, we all know she deserves more. Who don't know that? And as much as she may know, there's a difference between having the, the book knowledge, the knowledge that you deserve more, and then be able to walk, in, walk that out. My hope is that she'll be able to walk out knowing and seeing her worth, knowing and um, seeing how important that she and her daughter True is. And again, I don't know the situation because we only hear about what happens in, in the news, what goes out. There's probably a whole nother life and lifestyle going on behind closed doors that we are not privy to. And so I only say that as a woman, my heart goes out to Chloe and the fact that I hope that whatever she needs for her own life, you know, to sustain her heart, that she would get that. And if it's not with Tristan, then so be it. And if it's with Tristan, maybe that'll work out. But, you know, I'm praying that they make the best decision for them and to consider themselves in this decision because it's different to consider your spouse if you're married. It's a lot different than trying to consider a boyfriend who has not made a permanent stamp stamp in your life. With the holidays here, it's very important for me as a person who deals with anxiety to talk about the ways in which I personally choose to deal with my anxiety around the holidays. I am going to give suggestions that have worked for me. If they resonate with you, I would say by all means, go ahead and take advantage of them. There may be some that may be inspired that you may hear that are not the same that inspires you. The goal is that if you, whatever you need to do for the holidays, sometimes for me with anxiety and then the holidays coming, I have to put safety measures in place or things that I do are more aware of my surroundings when it comes to dealing with anxiety. For instance, I cannot do last minute shopping. Last year was just proof positive that that's not a, uh, not the case. I've never liked to do anything last minute. I'm the type of person that can look at a schedule and you know start to put stuff together for something that's due in two weeks. So for me to sit there and try to do like a last minute shopping thing, it just does not work. So for me, shopping early, getting everything that I want, and then moving along is the best way for me to not deal with the stress of holiday shopping. A lot of my friends, obviously, because I have children, tend to buy for them, um, and that's fine for me. I personally buy for a core group of friends, and then I leave it at that. Um, with the mailing the way that it is, it's probably going to be some form of digital gift cards for friends that I can't get to that are far. That's just how I like to do my list or listings, because I feel like, I feel like that's what's best for me, and that's what works. So shopping early knowing what you want, making a list like Santa does and checking that bad boy twice. 
Um, don't do like me with epic fails where if you figure out at the last minute that you don't have enough. Um, so again, ordering things early enough um, with the mail as it was, picking up things if you can't, you know, try to bypass ordering things at all. Doing a store pickup is the will of the Lord um, for my personal life. And I'm grateful for that. So those are types of small ways when it comes to the purchasing of things. The other part of it is not purchasing things is to actually not purchase things. So what I mean by that is I have a very long list of friends and family that I truly love with all that's within me, but I'm not buying for everybody. <laughs> Saying no or putting its little mental stops in places is important. As much as I love my friends and my family, for those who I have an intimate relationship with and I have a little bit closer relationship with, I will probably purchase something for those who I do not, I'm going to send Christmas cards out like I send to everyone and calling it a day. I have gotten out of this thought process that I have to buy for everyone. And the reason that I've stopped is because one, it's costly. You start buying gifts for a lot of people and you start adding more people. The more people you add, that's at least increasing your list by at least $25 or more. So I've cut my list down on who I'm buying for. Secondly, setting a budget. If money was limitless and I was like some millionaire, then maybe I wouldn't even know what a budget was. But for the most part, you need a budget. You need to put a stops and challenges and, and, and put some stops in where so you don't just continue buying, buying, and buying. You are not being a good steward of your finances if you are just consistently paying for everything and you're not stopping or putting you know, checks and balances in places. So having a budget, sticking to the budget, I try to come underneath the budget um, every year because I just feel like it's just like a challenge for me. Like I'm gonna stick to this number and I'm gonna come underneath that. That's the challenge. So being clear who you're buying for and if you're not buying somebody something, be okay with that. I think people are more understanding now because we've all go, gone through the panoramic that are still going through the panoramic that you don't have to do everything for everyone. I think we really have learned some huge lessons. But now that the world is opening up, don't forget those lessons. Like you cannot do for everybody. So don't try to out or overdo. Another way for me to combat my holiday stress is the power of no. So this has nothing to do with just buying things the power of no extends itself to knowing that you can't be at everything so some days having days on your calendar where you don't allow scheduling to go down i have been putting this week i had two days where i just had to put a non-negotiable and there were an event that got switched and i was just like sorry i had to put that non-negotiable on there because at the end of the day self-care is important saying no is important being clear in your intentions is important so if with the holidays coming up put some no on your calendar have a day or two or three however you need where you're not going to schedule anything but veg out like enjoy sitting around not having a whole lot to do enjoy calm times where you're not having to be or expected to be somewhere and at somebody's beckoning call so that's been working one of the other things I like to do is I like to buy myself something or certain things that I truly like. For instance, I'm a mug person. 
when you're talking about anxiety and you're talking about self-care for me i try to rotate one or two mugs a week so that i can get first of all full use of all of the mugs that i have because i have a mug just about every holiday but in addition to that starting off my week with a certain mug may make me feel extremely excited so as much as we talk about anxiety and ways to prevent it or ways of recognizing it i think the bigger thing is recognizing it there are some things that are just about joy so maybe i get joy out of just drinking out of a different cup every week or so um and that doesn't mean you don't wash the cup you wash the list because some of y'all be like she's using the same cup every day I promise you I'm rotating two cups and I promise you that each cup is getting washed after every use but I will rotate two cups to go back and forth on so that I get all the uses of the mugs because I am a mug person somebody gifted me a mug especially if it's super cute and different is my thing um, so I'm okay with that I bought myself a 2022 uh, planner I have not bought a planner in two years so I figured now that you know life is where it is no matter what happens let me just go ahead and buy another planner so those are certain things that I can do for myself the mug the planner um, enjoying certain beverages that I choose it doesn't always have to be alcoholic just like coffee and different things that I like to enjoy have been just really game changers for me and again we're talking about ways of dealing with anxiety I think built-in self-care is important Putting on your schedule 15 to 20 minutes of you time is important. And I know people get really caught up when you say me time because they elaborate and think that that means you're at a facial or you're getting a massage. If you can afford it and you can do that, go ahead and do that. But sometimes self-care looks very simple. Sometimes self-care can be in the form of a nap. Going to sleep for 15 to 20 minutes or even up to 30 minutes of just getting that unsolicited sleep and when you do do that get your phones from away from you sometimes we have our phones up underneath us I've like I found times where I wake up and the phone is like right underneath me physically and I'm like mentally I'm probably trying to figure out what's happening on that phone you know I'm on social media or I'm texting a family or whatever it is that I'm doing so sometimes even the smallest of a thing like a nap where you're uninterrupted, where you are not allowing things or people to interrupt your time. Those are ways that you can help with your anxiety. Now, dealing with anxiety doesn't mean that life is like at a complete loss and you're at a doom and gloom every day. And I don't know why people have this supposedly, well, she doesn't look like she deals with anxiety. What does anxiety look like? Honestly, what does anxiety look like? I think sometimes we think that anxiety is supposed to look like your hair is about to be pulled out or you're super frustrated and flustered every other 2.3 seconds but it's not it's not that way all the time so as i talk about anxiety and as i talk about dealing with certain things and putting things in practice can i just talk about something of joy too so as much as i talk about something that's happening things you need to prevent all those other things there are just some moments of joy so last week, I will say the, the end of last week, more like the weekend, I was just watching my children and looking at them and thinking to myself, one, always consider and look at my kids and, and feel and know how blessed I am to be their mother. Like I'm so grateful that I was literally called to be their mother. But I was having this moment and I was like, Lord, don't let this be moment. Like I was having a headache too. So I was like, this can't be like a headache moment, but I was sitting there and 
just seeing them content and happy and playing brought me so much joy. Like watching them excited, watching them just ready to just, they were just so joyful. It was just a beautiful moment. And I thought to myself, I'm always looking for ways to be joyful, to be happy. And that's not what I always could say a couple of years ago when I first started to figure out what anxiety was and I was going through postpartum depression. And then you know how much of a journey that is when you're dealing with that, your body going through all these different hormonal changes and just all the things that go down with these high stressful moments. And there was moments in my life where I was so clouded with the 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 layers of trying to heal through my 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 anxiety and not realizing what that was or depression like depression is such a heavy it's like almost wearing a coat that's like five times too big you ever seen like I you ever grow up and you see kids that maybe their parents can't afford you know whatever it is that they need that people think they should be affording so they may be buy a coat that's too big or they may pass down a coat to, from an older sibling to a child and they can't yet fit it that's how I feel like sometimes when you're walking around in our depression it's like a heavy jacket that's overwhelming and it's we look crazy we look out of place because the coat doesn't fit and it doesn't feel right and and we're having these moments but even in anxiety even when dealing with those depression there are still moments of joy and so last week as i was looking at the kids i just grappled in that moment of seeing that joy and like i said there were years where i could not say that i didn't even rec recognize my own blessing and didn't even really tap into that like you miss the moments where you see the moments that you missed that you could have been more in joy and you could have actually been handling life and just enjoying the moments but sometimes we're just like well i know my depression is coming like i know that you have to be aware and i am aware i have a plan um and i have a plan for when things happen to protect myself and to make sure that everything's healthy and, and does what it needs to do but then there are just those moments when you just have to allow yourself to have joy and joy is not something that we earn. It's not something that's just, it's not something that we have to pay for. Joy comes from the inside of knowing that life is going to probably have its most bumpiest moments. But in spite of all, all of that, the joy that I have knowing that I'm going to get through something, the joy that I have knowing that, yes, you know, this is temporary. This is very temporary and there's going to be joy on the other side of this. I'm going to look back at this as a lesson. Those are things that we tell ourselves, which are very true, but I'm trying to live in more joy moments than focusing on the negative, than focus on the things that need my attention all the time and just walking in joy. The joy of friendship. Um, some of my friends, we've been having these moments where we've had these one-on-ones and we've really been having these really big conversations about what we're expecting from life and the things that we're putting into getting what we want out of life. Those are beautiful moments. And I want us to realize that you can have a life that has anxiety, but you also can also see and be and walk in the beauty of life. Being a person with anxiety does not mean that your life stops. I had to learn that very early on that life does not stop because you have anxiety. When we think about people who have like a physical impairment, whether they can't walk, they can't see, maybe they can't hear. It's usually their other senses that become more heightened. And so although I may have this big element of cloud of this anxiety that I may deal with, or maybe 
I walk around and I deal with this depression, my other senses are becoming more elevated. I'm more apt to be more understanding of other people. I then find ways to show love towards other people because I'm walking and trying to walk in that love that I'm giving myself. You don't always have to have your moments, even with anxiety, be so, so downtrodden that you can't experience joy. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all of that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com allows you to compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Going to the post office instead of using Stamps.com it's kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Just going up a couple floors? Sure, take the stairs. Walking up 30 flights a day? You could use a break. If you spend more time and more of your day and during the week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. Keep in mind, I love receiving as many packages, but I couldn't imagine being business owners having to struggle during this time. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code POD, that's P-O-D, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code POD. That's code P-O-D for POD. So as we get closer to the holidays, we're talking about joy. We're talking about the stress and trying to manage yourself. And again, I don't know what that's going to look like for you. I would say, think about the things that you felt you needed. Like sometimes we have these moments where we feel what we need after the fact. Think about those moments when you've had those, those times and try to implement the needs before they become unmet needs. Like meet the actual need. If you need a break, then actually meet that need versus waiting till you're overwhelmed and saying to yourself what you should have done. Um, I always think about those moments and say, okay, the next time, and then actually try to implement that actual next time step. But I wanted to talk about one childhood memory, I guess around the holidays that I had. Um, when I was younger, there used to be this, so I'm 40, let's just get that out the way. So there was this doll, the magic nursery doll. And so the magic nursery doll, the, the beauty of it was that you got this doll, you didn't know if it was a girl or a boy. You had this uh, almost like a packet and the, you put it in the water and it would dissolve and inside of it would be like a plastic covering and it would tell you if you had a girl, it had like a birth certificate in it, it had all kinds of things in there. And... um you couldn't tell me that I like, I, first of all, I wanted this doll so bad as a kid. Um, I'm a twin. So there, you know, one gets twin, you know, what a twins is like when one gets everybody got. So being that we're two girl twins, um, and we both wanted this magic nursery. I was like, there's probably, we're not going to get this doll. And so my sister and I went to bed Christmas Eve. I don't remember how we were. And we were like, we're, you know, we're not going to get it. So let's not have our hopes up too high. We're probably not going to get it. Yada, yada, yada. So trying to, you know, do that whole kid thing where you jinx yourself from it. Like, you know, you're going to be okay. Like, you're not going to get it. Let's just protect ourselves. And so the Christmas came and we got the doll and you would have thought we hit 
the actual lottery. Like as a kid, you know, I think about my kids and how excited they get about the things that they ask for. My kids are extremely humble. I would give them the world. They ask for little and, you know, I want to give them as much as I can. But let me tell you, so that magic nursery doll that my parents got me that year, that probably was like a moment because again, you, I'd be trying to tell myself, you know, no, I'm not going to receive it. This isn't going to happen. And, you know, kids, they tell themselves that just to say it, but we got it that year and it was absolutely everything that we could have wanted. So here we are, little girls, what are magic nursery babies? Um, we both got brown skin ones, obviously, because, you know, we some brown babies. And so we got these baby dolls. We were playing with them. They were everything. And that was such a great moment. So that's one childhood memory that I have of Christmas that was like extremely, extremely good. I also think that same year, so this is how I know I'm doing a date myself. So that was actually the same year that the Sega, I think Sega Genesis came out. I did not ask for a Sega Genesis. So I honestly think it was one of those situations where my dad really must have wanted it. And so <laughs> he got it and it was like the games were like for us or maybe they just got it as a family gift. But we got a Sega Genesis that year. I love that Sega Genesis, but I also love that Magic Nursery doll. And um, that was one of my things. So my dad, when I was younger, um, he would, we had we didn't have any fireplace. So to have one of those cardboard fireplaces that looked like a fireplace, but wasn't. So on top of the this cardboard fireplace, he would set up like food and he would have all this stuff there, you know, sitting on top of it, like candies and fruit, nuts, all kinds of stuff. And as a kid, I just was excited because there was fruit, candy, and nuts on top of a fake fireplace. So I would just go and eat it and wouldn't even think anything of it. But now as an adult, when I look back at that, I remember now that my grandfather, who still does to this day, he does the same thing. So he would have this huge table and my grandfather would put all kinds of food and trinkets and candies. I mean, like the old school candy trains and things like that. And my dad was doing the same thing he literally was doing the same thing in his own way so it's amazing how you don't realize it until you become grown like my mother would say and you realize the traditions that you pass down to your family that you don't realize is happening um growing up my parents would make a big christmas breakfast but one of the things my my not my grandfather but my dad did was he made cinnamon rolls and every Christmas we would wake up to the smell of cinnamon rolls. Kind of how we kind of woke up for Christmas. So, you know, kids get up at the crack of Jesus on Christmas day. So four or five o'clock in the morning, my parents probably just went to sleep now that I'm old enough to realize. And they get up and they got these warm cinnamon rolls going and they're just making the holidays what they're making it. And I realized, I think I realized and catch the vision a couple years ago, my sister had was living with us and she was like, did you make are you making cinnamon rolls and I'm like of course I'm making cinnamon rolls I make them every year but not even correlating the fact that my dad would do the same thing for us we would wake up the cinnamon rolls and here I am with my own family making cinnamon rolls that's why it's important for people in general to have good moments and have these you know moments that you can pass to your children because we pass everything we pass everything negative wrong the things you say not to do they do the things you say don't go there they go like we pass those moments all the time we pass trauma if we're not careful we don't heal ourselves we pass that to our children as well so don't forget to pass some of the good traditions don't forget to pass some of those good moments and share them with your family 
Um, our family, we do a lot of things that wasn't done as a kid for myself. And I'm passing that to my children. I hope they can catch and pass a couple of those things on because I feel like when you pass that memory on, you pass a part of the person that created the memory and they stay with you. I pray like all the time, like I will go into writer and I never, listen, I am vegan. I have had some amazing vegan um, cinnamon rolls since I've turned vegan three, four years ago. But I never even desire them. Like I don't even desire them unless somebody literally is going out their way to make them. It's not even on the top of my list. Like some people, when they turn vegan, they make everything that they've ever had that, you know, before they became vegan. For me, that's just not one of those foods where I'm like, let me go ahead and make this. Cause first of all, I feel like the aggravation, but during the holidays, I specifically go out of my way to find cinnamon rolls or the things I need to make cinnamon rolls because it's a memory that I don't even realize the sense of smell that, that I wake up that gives me a sense of calm from my childhood. So to all the parents that are listening, continue to make those memories because you will live in those memories. I would imagine that my children are gonna first of all grow up to be healthy, beautiful and human beings. And they remember something that I did like we give them an ornament every year and their new ornament this year, we write the date and their names on them. And so they have, or will have, Lord's will, their own collection of ornaments to take with them that are from their childhood. I hope they would do that for their children. I would hope that they somebody's gonna make a cinnamon roll. I would hope that something that I've done, especially if it's something beautiful and, and, and makes them think highly of me, that they would be passing that along. So parents, pass along the memories. The holidays are stressful too. As much as they are filled with beautiful memories, they are also filled with moments of loss. There are so many people who unfortunately are not making it to the next holidays. And so people are really trying to move along and move forward in life. Also feeling this moment of grief. Some people are losing their jobs around the holiday. What's the name of that company? Better, Better Help Mortgage, I believe it's called fired them people via um, Zoom. Now think about every family that's affected. Now I don't know what type of severance pay they're gonna get. You know, God forbid somebody just started, what severance pay do you even give them? But to have your job be lost right before the holidays, this happens all the time. And so we have to be mindful when we're blessed and we don't know that how other people are also, you know, are living. This is a time of loss. People are losing all kinds of different things. And so as much as we want to celebrate the holidays, and we will, the holidays can be just stressful. And so let's keep that in mind so that we can then still walk in our joy, but also be mindful of other people. All right. Something that I'm actually looking forward to beyond the Christmas holidays, although Christmas is my most amazingly favorite holiday outside of my birthday, because my birthday is a holiday as well. I am excited, always excited every year to start off fresh. So I love the new year as well. Um, the new year is always a reset, a restart. And listen, I am the first person to tell you that you again, like you don't live for Fridays, you don't live for New Year's too, but you can be excited about change. I think we have to get past this whole thing like, oh, we're supposed to be, no, you can be excited. And one of the things that I get excited about is I love resets of any sort. So in my house, we have, we have reset moments. So let's say for instance, the kids are up, they're waking up, they're having a hard time. 
you know, everybody's all over the place. The parents are starting to get a little frustrated. The kids are getting frustrated. And so instead of everybody just screaming and hollering and going off the deep end, we just call a reset. Now, that doesn't mean that whatever has happened prior to is all of a sudden gone and all of a sudden life is ex didn't exist. And what it says is it acknowledges the fact that something wasn't going okay. There may have been words that may have been said. Let's find a way to apologize and find a way to communicate better and effectively. But let's also reset this moment. And so I reset all the time. Our kids reset in our home. They're very used to doing so. I've had times where I had to call them at school and say, let's have a reset moment. So resets are very beautiful. They are amazing how they renew your mind. You get excited about life again. You get to redo a moment. And 2022 will be a new year, Lord's will. And it'll give us a time to reset. And you can reset anything. I reset at the beginning of the month. You can reset each week. You can reset each day. But it's something special about a new year. Now, trust me, you can go from 2021 into 2022 carrying the same load that you had in 2021 if you're not even mindful of making that promise to yourself of honoring and loving yourself and then doing the work to get past whatever drama, traumas, and things that you're bringing into the next year. But for the new year, it's always important for us to have that reset moment so that we can find ourselves grounded and new expectations. There are going to be people who are going to set new fitness goals. And instead of coming down on them saying, well, you set that same goal last year, just encourage them that this is their year to do it. You know, when you're doing whatever goal, whether it's weight loss, you know, becoming, you know, one with someone in marriage, it doesn't matter what the goal is. At the end of the day, every new day should be reset. And so this new year, I pray that you come with a clear conscience of what it is that you want to reset on and then be prepared to do the work. So when I do vision boards, I do vision boards with my husband as a couple. We do them as individuals. We talk about our goals as a family and we talk about how we're going to get there, right? It's always a great thing to have a, you know, I'm going to do a wish list or ways in which ways, you know, I'm going to have this better job or I'm going to have this more money. But then it's like, hey, if you want a better job, are you willing to maybe take some after our um, schooling, maybe get some certifications to do so, right? Or maybe I want to lose weight, but are you willing to put a, you know, willing to meal prep? There are things that you do in order to get to where you want to be. And so now with the new year just around the corner, don't forget that. Like, don't make your vision board as a hope list that you put a car and some other things on top of this board and you pray that it just pops out of the earth. I promise you it won't. But if you're consistent and you're trying every single day and you're making the moves, even if you fail, to become that much better in what area that you're focused on, it will happen because you can't be focused without doing the work right? There's no way I can sit up there and be hungry, see a cheese sandwich that somebody is holding out for me and just, just stare at it. Like it's not going to get into my stomach until I walk towards it. But that walking towards it is about having a plan. So what are your plans to get to your next level? What are your plans for how you're going to achieve this goal? Let's also write down the goal and the steps to take to reach that goal. And the steps to take to reach that goal are not going to look the same. What I may have to do to get to that goal may be different than how you may need to do to get to the same goal. But the goal is to get to your actual goals and make them happen. 
So focusing on the reset of the 2022 year as it's about to hit is important. Don't let somebody tell you that, oh, you know, making goals is dumb. This is ridiculous. A lot of people can get more things done when they write it down. Because when you write it down, you become more accountable. When I look at my vision board, I have it right in next to my bed. When I wake up in the morning, it's not that I'm staring at it like, you know, it's something crazy. It's not like I'm praying to it or have any other spiritual craziness going on for me. It's just that when I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, what can I do today to get this list going? What can I do today to make this goal happen? Okay, what can I add to make a difference that this will get me five steps closer? Are you going to have moments where you're going to fall two steps back? Yep. But you got to dust yourself and continue to go because I'm trying to get to the goal, not looking at the goal. I want to get to it so I can make a new goal. And so I want us to be focused on 2022 and find ways to really just be a better human, really. You know, there are people who are here doing amazing work, right? They're doing great things for their community. They're doing great things for other people. But I want us to make sure that not only we're doing great things for ourselves and other people, but that we're enjoying the life that we're living. So many people have some of the very things that others would truly just desire and have in their life, but they're so focused on movement and movement and movement that they're not enjoying it. Enjoy, set goals, work hard but also enjoy because we got to have some joy in this life. So get that clear with yourself because that's important. Um, this week is a little short because we will be having some amazing speakers. I am editing as we speak. It takes a little bit to edit sometimes when it comes to these episodes. And so that's where we are waiting for our guests to come through. And I got about five requests today for more guests. So we are about to go into 2022 with some amazing conversations. Um, if you know of a speaker that would love to be a part of this podcast, you can more than happily to send them my way. Um, that is completely fine. I am on social media as Toy Time Blog. I also have a blog that's toytime.org. So go there for all things blog. But keep in mind, we're literally just two weeks away from Christmas. Stress is real. Take take breaks. Say no. Do what makes you happy and float towards more things that bring you complete joy. We will definitely be back next week with another episode. And if you're thinking and wondering so we can get some housekeeping things together and put it out there, we will still have an episode. I think that is Christmas Eve. We will still have an episode for Christmas Eve. The reason why I took the break that I did, I take a break after each season is so that I can support everybody through the seasonal depression moments. Um, and what I say by that is there is just this time of year where every, not everybody, but a lot of people do with seasonal depression. And the more that you feel supported, the better you are to getting through it. So I've made sure that the episodes would continue through that moment and that time. Also, it's a way to help me as well because I've been very open. I deal with seasonal depression as well. So if you are dealing with that, just a couple things, get outside, get outside for a few moments. Even if it does have like a cloudy day or rainy, just open your blinds a little bit to let some natural um, light into your home. And if you can't get out and be physical, find different ways to be physical inside of your home. We have um, our bike that we've had that we bought in the panoramic in the beginning of it, thankfully, because at the time there was not that many exercise bikes available. I have that. We can do yoga in the house. 
YouTube is your best friend. You can find something physical on every challenging level, even if you're the type of person that can just stand in the kitchen or the living room and just walk or step, do just that. Get some movement in your life. That helps with it as well. Um, I know that this is not the season for eating well. <laughs> this is the season for overindulging. I feel like even the most person that has just been staying to the course, it's just something about the holidays and those holiday treats, that peppermint, um, all those things that, you know, pop off in the middle of Christmas season, you know, eat well. Eating well is not just about limiting yourself too. like eating well. is just about being a balanced person and eating as much as you can to get the nutrients that you need for your life. Everybody's body is different. So that's why I always encourage you if you have access, a lot of us do don't even know we have access to like a nutritionist, look through your insurance and you may actually have access to a nutritionist that can help you to reach your goals with trying to get your relationship with food to be a lot healthier, do that. But go ahead and enjoy that piece of pie. I've had pie this season. I'm about to start making up cookie batches. So don't deprive yourself of everything in the name of you know diets or the name of a lifestyle. There are so many lifestyle foods that you can have that fits you that will just still allow you to have joy in the food that you're actually eating. So we'll see you next week. We're going to continue talking about Christmas memories. There's actually even a podcast about um, Christmas memories. So I'm not double sharing. I'm only sharing the ones that I haven't shared before. And we will be back next week. Three things that you can do to support a podcaster. Remember, they are one, to subscribe to the show. Number two, review the show. They're on different platforms. We're on Spotify, we're on Podchaser, we're on Amazon, we are on Apple, Google, we're on all of them. So review a podcast, subscribe to a podcast show. And number three, share the episode with someone else. There may be somebody who's trying to figure out how to balance this Christmas anxiety along with seasonal depression, along with regular depression and everything else that's going on. Very much real. Share the episode so that they can be enlightened. Maybe there was something that I said. It's not that it was something deep or any type of anything, but it's something as small as, you know, buying yourself a planner, something as small as your favorite mug may have inspired them to look for something that they can find joy in and that'll help them. So share the episode. We will be back next week. I appreciate the love and support. The one day I woke up to 200 downloads and that was like an hour one. And then I turned around and I think it was like hour three. It was like a whole another level of download. So you guys are really supporting the show and I can't do nothing but be grateful for that. So thank you for doing just that, supporting, showing up. Um, I love you. It's amazing. Um, if you're on that treadmill, I'm sending all the energy to you so that your time on that treadmill, the bike, whatever you're doing is going to be blessed. Have an amazing weekend. The drink of the day. Today's drink is a peppermint hot chocolate. Now for my friends who love the spike, like I do go ahead and get your spike on, but make sure you make it a peppermint hot chocolate. Something as simple as a peppermint hot chocolate with a little bit of spice to it. It's amazing. So that is the drink of the day. It can be drank with or without alcohol. I won't judge either way. You already know how I'm going to drink mine. And so that is the drink of the day. Enjoy.
enjoy, enjoy your weekend. Remember to find one activity that you feel is really bringing you some type of joy. Self-care is not just something that you do on Sundays. Self-care is really mental health care. It's also just regular health care. And it's just about being important and about thinking about yourself in a way that you give yourself the same level of importance that you give all the other areas of your life to you and making sure that you fulfill yourself the way that you need to as far as giving your cup a little bit of um, what you need, filling your cup up every day. So do that. We'll see you next week. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.